Good morning, faithful listener. You are listening to the Bible Explained podcast, where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and stay tuned as we read through the book of Luke. Hello there, faithful listener. This is Jen here with the Bible Explained podcast, and it is just raining cats and dogs today. It's just coming down like crazy. I think we've had seven thunderstorms today, but it's also very cold, which to me is kind of absurd that it's so uh, so thunderstormy when it's so cold. It's like 50 degrees, <laughs> and I, I'm in this big giant sweater right now that I crocheted myself actually I just have to pat myself on the back (laughs) and here's the thing about me when I start a new project I can't just do something easy like I could have made a pot holder or a scarf or any other square piece of material but I had to start with a sweater so anyway I finished the sweater and finally have an excuse to wear it and it does fit pretty well and I think it turned out okay I can definitely see a few problems with it One of the problems being that I threw it in the dryer, which was really dumb. So now it's just like all pilled because I didn't use like the best yarn, honestly. (laughs) I really didn't. I just used like cheap yarn and it's all pilled now and there's like lots of little hairs all over it. But otherwise, it turned out okay. But I'm very sorry for rabbit trailing on that. There was no need for me to tell you guys about the sweater. But let me know what the weather is where you're at. I love hearing from you guys. I love learning about all of you, where you live, what the weather's like. And tell me what your favorite season is. Because we're going into fall very soon here. And I think it would be cool to learn about what your guys' favorite season is. So contact me at p40ministries.com slash contact and tell me where you're from, what the weather is, and what your favorite season is. So let's read Luke 19, 29 through 40 today. Such a famous portion of scripture, such a cool portion of scripture filled with all kinds of prophecies. So let's read this. I'll be reading on the WEB this morning. Let's read Luke 19, 29 through 40. When he came near to Beth's page and Bethany at the mountain that is called Olivet, he sent two of his disciples saying, go your way into the village on the other side, in which as you enter, you will find a colt tied, which no man has ever sat upon. Untie it and bring it. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it? Say to him, the Lord needs it. Those who are sent away found the things just as he told them. As they were untying the colt, its owner said to them, why are you untying the colt? And they said, the Lord needs it. Then they brought it to Jesus. They threw their cloaks on the colt, and Jesus sat on them. As he went, they spread their cloaks on the road. As he was now getting near, at the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for the mighty works which they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Some of the Pharisees from the multitude said to him, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. And he answered them, I tell you that if these were silent, the stones would cry out. All right. So it looks like Jesus has finally made his way into Jerusalem, which is what he was doing through all the last few chapters. I want to say it's been like seven chapters now that Jesus has been traveling to Jerusalem very slowly and just meeting people on the way, healing, doing different things, spreading the gospel as he goes into Jerusalem to die. He's literally going into Jerusalem and knows what's ahead of him. So think about that. Think about how admirable that was. Like Jesus was just so courageous 
to go into a city that he knew he was wanted. He knew that he uh, was going to die in that city. He absolutely knew because he was telling his disciples all of this beforehand. He knew his time of death, which was why he was very focused into making his way into Jerusalem at just the right time. This was a week before Jesus was going to be betrayed and killed. And actually, the book of John gives a lot more insight as to what Jesus was doing uh, just before he went into Jerusalem also, because it kind of Luke kind of ends it with Jesus still, you know, traveling, then all of a sudden being in Jerusalem. But John gives a lot more to the story. And we're going to talk more about the book of John very soon here. We're almost done with the book of Luke. But one thing that John mentions is that just before Jesus went into Jerusalem, he actually healed, rather raised a man from the dead. He raised this man, Lazarus, from the dead. And many, many people saw this done. And actually, one of the reasons they were praising Jesus so much in the streets here was because of that particular miracle. Because of this miracle, the Pharisees hated Jesus so much because he was raising people from the dead. And um, they wanted to actually kill Lazarus as well, the guy that Jesus raised from the dead. So they had a basically a death sentence out for both Lazarus and for Jesus. But it says here that as Jesus was going into Jerusalem, he was staying on a mountain that is called Olivet, or rather he came to this mountain called Olivet. So he tells his disciples, he's like, okay, hey, there's a colt that is going to be tied up. And a colt is a a baby donkey, basically. He's like, there's going to be a colt tied up over here, wherever, and go get it. If the people ask you why you're untying it, say that the Lord needs it. Now, some people wonder if this is a miracle or not that the the um, <laughs> owners of that donkey just allowed the disciples to take the colt or not. Um, other people say that it's possible that Jesus had already arranged with the owners that he was going to take the donkey. They were Jesus followers. We don't really know. But either way, Jesus wanted his disciples to go get this donkey for him so that he could ride into the city from the Mount of Olives. And that's exactly what the disciples do. They go and get the donkey. The owners ask why the disciples are taking it. They say the Lord needs it. And they let the disciples take it. They bring it back to Jesus. And then they lay their coats over the donkey because there was no saddle. And Jesus gets on and rides down into the city from the Mount of Olives. And as he's nearing the city, all these people are like, who is this guy? Because don't forget, this was... Uh, the middle of the Passover. This was the biggest deal ever. We've been talking about the Passover in the, the Old Testament. And we can see how big of a deal that this holiday was. So, so many people would migrate to Jerusalem for the Passover celebration. There would be tons and tons of migrant Jews from other nations coming to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover. So not everybody would have known who Jesus was. And this was the perfect moment for Jesus to basically declare himself as king, as God, and as savior. If he would have done this too early, perhaps the the crowd would have forced him to become their conquering king. And Jesus wouldn't have been able to fulfill what he was really supposed to do. So he did this at the exact right time. And he also showed the hypocrisy of the people as well. The fact that they are praising him now, but are going to 
cry out for his death a month later or a week later. I'm sorry. Anyway, so many people are in the city right now and they're like, who is this Jesus? We see that. I I can't remember where it was. It might have been John that the people were wondering who Jesus was. And people were just like, this is Jesus. He healed this man from the dead. He did this. He did that. They're like testifying about Jesus to all these crowds of people that are coming into the city. And I want to go over to John chapter 12, verses 12 through 16, actually, and read that to you real quick. So it says here, the next day, the great crowd that had come for the festival heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. They took palm branches and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the king of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it, as it is written, do not be afraid, daughter Zion. See, your king is coming, seated on a donkey's colt. At first, his disciples did not understand all of this. Only after Jesus was glorified did they realize that these things had been written about him and that these things had been done to him. So the disciples didn't get any of this. <laughs> they like they did not realize any of the prophecies. They, I would guess, believed similarly to the crowd that Jesus was going to be the conquering king that stays on earth and, and brings Jerusalem to its former glory. And uh, the disciples didn't get any of this. But John makes it very clear that this was prophecy being fulfilled. From Zechariah 9 verse 9. And that verse talks about how the king was going to come on a humble donkey. That's the thing about this was that kings didn't really typically ride on donkeys too often. A king would have a horse, a war horse, something like that, a a big, magnificent creature. But even the poor man could potentially have a donkey or rent one. So Jesus was coming into Jerusalem on the back of a donkey, which was typically not as common for a king to do. What's so interesting about this is the fact that Jesus is declaring himself to be very humble. He is not coming with all this magnificent uh, grandeur, I suppose. He's coming on the back of a donkey, a humble work animal. And the last time we talked about a donkey on this podcast was only a couple weeks ago when we discussed the donkey that started talking to Balaam. And Balaam treated that donkey like absolute crap. He was like beating her, abusing her. And then uh, she finally speaks to him because God gives her a voice. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I mean, that's what we see donkeys as in scripture. We see them as work animals, almost animals that get abused sometimes. That's what we see. And that is what Jesus rode down into Jerusalem a work animal. And of course, this was all prophecy being fulfilled. I mean, Zechariah, the guy that prophesied this, lived hundreds of years before Jesus was even born. So yeah, John gives us a little bit more insight as to what the people were yelling. They were saying, Hosanna. And Hosanna was a Hebrew word that meant save. So they're literally screaming to Jesus, save us, save us, save us. They're screaming at their savior to save them without really knowing what they're screaming at Jesus. 
And I find that so ironic and beautiful at the same time. But going back to what Luke has to say about this, Luke 19 verse 38, it says the people were screaming, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. And then my version of the Bible, the W.E.B. actually gives a little footnote that they were screaming a psalm at Jesus. This was Psalm 118 verse 26, which said, blessed is he who comes in Yahweh's name. We have blessed you out of Yahweh's house. So they were screaming a psalm at Jesus and asking him to save them. Save, save. And they were declaring him as Messiah, basically saying that Yahweh sent him. Now you can imagine how many people that didn't previously know Jesus were just in awe and shock about all of this. So yeah, this was the perfect time for Jesus to declare himself the Messiah, the savior of the world. So now the Pharisees get really mad. They get super angry. It says, some of the Pharisees from the multitude said to him, teacher, rebuke your disciples. And so he answers, he says, I tell you that if these were silent, the stones would cry out. And I believe Jesus. We don't think of stones as having voices that they could cry out praises to Jesus. But possibly if the people had remained silent, I think the stones really would have been crying out Jesus's praises. So one way or the other, Jesus was going to be praised this day. He was going to be declared the Messiah this day, the Savior, the Hosanna, the Savior of the world. And he was going to do it publicly in front of the Pharisees, in front of the people that hated him, and in front of the people who didn't necessarily know who he was, and in front of the disciples and everybody else as well. And this is unusual for Jesus, actually, because typically we see him telling people not to say anything. We typically see that because the time wasn't right yet. But now the time was right for Jesus to declare himself the Messiah because of this really cool event leading up to Jesus's death. It really paved the way for what I believe was going to be Christianity because so many people had this public testimony of Jesus that they were able to physically see. And then a week later when Jesus dies and three days later after that, when he rises again, that's a crazy thing that happens. So this testimony got spread. It got spread around to the world. And I mean, there's so many things leading up to this where Jesus's testimony was also spread. But even so, this was a very defining moment for what is going to happen next. Well, speaking of Jesus's death and resurrection coming up very quickly, I do have some coloring devotionals talking about this very subject that both adults and children can do. There is one for each. Now, obviously, the adult one has more in-depth coloring pictures and more in-depth devotionals to go with those pictures. And the child's one has simpler coloring pictures and a simpler devotional for each picture. But that is a great thing that parents can do with their child because they go hand in hand. They have cute activities that the parents can do with the child. And the coloring pictures are very similar also. So it's just a fun thing that parents can do with their kids. And those are called the Alive Coloring Devotionals. And those are ones that I illustrated and wrote for you guys regarding 
Jesus's death and resurrection to help you teach your kids more about this kind of hard subject, honestly. So if you're interested in those, check them out on Amazon, get some copies for yourself and for your kids. So I will link those in the description of this podcast episode. But friends, I really want you to be on the lookout for the next devotional I'm coming out with, which is a teenage girl devotional that's going to be available very soon at the beginning of October. But friends, once again, make sure to go over to p40ministries.com slash contact and get a hold of me and let me know what the weather's like, where you guys live and what your favorite season is. But guys, I'll see you tomorrow for an episode out of Numbers. Happy listening and God bless. Oh,